بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله وحده والصلاة والسلام على من لا نبي بعده على من لا نبي بعده ولا كتاب بعد كتابه ولا شريعة بعد شريعته أما بعد فعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وما أتاكم الرسول فخذوا وما نهاكم عنه فانتهوا واتقوا الله إن الله شديد العقاب وقال تعالى وإنك لعلى خلق عظيم وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم خيركم خيركم لأهلي وأنا خيركم لأهلي أو كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم يا ربي صلي وسلم دائما أبدا على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم جزا الله عنا نبينا محمدا صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهله مسرسبكتد برادس انسفرنز الإسلام السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته picking up from the topic that was discussed last week في مولانا هدس discussed some of the aspects with regards to the sunnah and the Mubarak life of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in the capacity and in the position as a husband. That Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has mentioned that خيركم خيركم لأهلي وأنا خيركم لأهلي that the gauge of a person's piety him being good and noble in the eyes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that gauge is at home it's not with the people around us it's not with the murids it's not with friends it's not with our clique it's actually with our wife. Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says the best of you is that person who is the best to his wife. And then Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says due to me being the role model of the ummah وَأَنَا خَيْرُكُمْ لِأَهْلِي By far, I am the best to my wives. Ulama explain and say that the seerah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in his marital life is sufficient hidayat for a person to love Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The manner in which Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam would love, would affection, would consideration, treated his wives is really food for thought for every one of us. Although we are in the month of Muharram and on the 10th of Muharram there would be programs we would hear on different aspects regarding the month of Muharram, Ashura, etc. But Muharram, what really took place was the Hijrat of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam. So we see that the Hijri calendar starts from Muharram. There's no celebration, there's no big fireworks, there's no wasting of money. But Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam, sahaba radiallahu anhum is sitting. And then there was the choice and decision in the time of Umar radiallahu anhu, that how do we collate events. How do we recall what has transpired in our lives, in history, and for time to come? How do we record events? So some had ideas. Some person said, how about the birth of Rasulullah Some said, how about the demise? That's the gauge. That's the center point and everything revolves around that. And everyone threw in the ideas. And a sahabi comes with the idea to say, Let's make that most important point, the most important point, the hijrat of Rasulullah sallallahu And that's where we get the hijri calendar. When the Muslims were looking for some important center event around which they would recall everything, then it was the hijrat that was chosen. And the Nabi sallallahu and sahaba radiallahu that was a very a major event in the life of Sahaba radiallahu anhum to uproot and to leave all of your investment, your homes, etc. and to actually plant yourself or move into an environment that is foreign. Medina Tayyibah. 
But they did it for the sake of Allah. In today's day and age, after Fathu Makkah, the conquest of Makkah Mukarramah, Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, there's no, there's no hijrat that is fard anymore. In the time of Sahaba radiallahu it was necessary for you to uphold your identity as a Muslim. That I am a Muslim, you had to make hijrat. It was not possible in that hostile climate of Makkah Mukarramah to be obedient to Allah or to follow the footsteps of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So you had to make hijrah. So Sahaba radiallahu it was obligatory on them, further upon them to make hijrah. After Fathu Makkah, there was no hijrat now that was compulsory upon the ummah. It wasn't compulsory. However, Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, how do we also gain some reward? How can I say that I also made hijrat? How can I say I also made hijrat? Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, Al-Muhajiru, Man hajara manaha Allahu anhu. Man hajara al-khataya wa dhunub. A muhajir is also classified by that person for him who avoids and abandons that which is haram. That which is not permissible. That's also hijrat. When I leave my life of haram, a person is involved in interest and he makes the decision for the right. This is the time that we make decisions. To see sahaba radiallahu anhu made that ultimate they made hijrat for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, uprooting, leaving family, friends, society, acquaintance, everything for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's not easy. You know when a person has got a booming business and now there is a decision he needs to leave that area because of the health of his children or whatever other factors may be affecting his life, it's a tough decision. Because you know it's your livelihood, you know you're rooted, you know it's so many years you are settled. Now to unsettle is very difficult. Sahaba radiallahu anhum did it. So we are not been asked to leave Durban. We are not been asked to migrate to Sham, to the old event, and to wait for Isa alayhi salam or Khalifa Mahdi to come in Makkah, Mukarramah, Medina, Tayyibah. We have not been asked to do that. We've been asked and responsible to leave the haram life for the halal life. If I've got interest, let me get it out of my life. That's my part and portion for hijrat for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Anything haram, whatever it may be, if a person is loosely talking to ladies and it's haram, a person is listening to music, then he needs to, av- he needs to abandon that life of music. Person is involved in alcohol, in drugs, anything haram, to leave that. And one aspect as we were speaking about, as Mulana was speaking about last week, and which we pick up and we continue with this week, is with regards to the sunnat life of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. That that's also a hijrat for us. Before we continue, ND 394605. ND 394605, innocent van parked on the road in front that needs to be removed. Brothers are reminded that we should try and park in the basement when possible. So Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam's life, that's also important for us that we bring the sunnat and the mubarak lifestyle of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam into our life. Sahaba radiallahu anhum in the final illness of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in Arabic known as Maradul Wafat, those last closing moments, approximately 10 days of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Nabi Sallam was experiencing excruciating headache. At one stage, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, O oh my Sahaba, 
the difficulty you go through, I go through double that. If example you go through fever, the temperature and fever I go through is double that level and amount. Much more than you. So Nabi Sallallahu was going through a headache, experiencing a headache. And Aisha radiallahu anha was next to Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And Aisha radiallahu anha says, Wa ra'sa. My head is also paining. My head is also paining. So Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, Oh Aisha, if anything happens, if anything happens means that if you pass away and I am still alive, I'll make dua for you, I'll make dua, Allah must forgive you. Aisha radiallahu anha turned to Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Now this is that light moment, light-heartedness from the couple. Aisha radiallahu anha turns to Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and says, Wallahi inni la'adhunnuk tuhibbu mawti. It seems like you're waiting for me to pass away, so you can spend more time with your other wives. It was a light moment. Nabi Sam said, if you pass away, I'll make dua for you. Like how we would say, if you pass away, I'll, I'll read three kuls and I'll make dua for you. And she told Nabi Sam, it looks like you're waiting for me to pass away. Nabi Sam never make a big issue about it. So what if I got more than one wife? Why it's tickling you? No. Nabi Sam said, no, oh Aisha, it's not like that. Then Nabi Sam said, wa ra'sa. He accepted, he tolerated that light moment. Immediately he says, oh Aisha, Seriously, my head is very, it's, I've got a throbbing headache, we will say. Very, very, it's painful, this headache of mine. But the lesson is that Nabi Wasallam, that light moment that he had with his wife, light-heartedness, that humor, even in Nabi Wasallam, unfortunately, sometimes people, uh, it's difficult to smile, very hard to smile. Whole day you're smiling to the customers, now when you come home, you know, like there's paralysis on the face. Like you can't smile. Gee, what happened? What I forgot to buy? No, Nabi Sam was smiling. That's why Aisha radiallahu anha says, Nabi Sam, Basaman dahakan, my Habib Sarasam, my husband, full of smiles. Every time I saw him, full of smiles. Yes, he's the one that carried the greatest fikr, worry, concern for the ummah. But with his wives, he was smiling. He was jovial. He was easygoing. Nabi Sam was so considerate of his wives that Aisha radiallahu anha was 18 when Nabi Karim Sam passed away. 18 she was when Nabi Sam passed away. 9 at Nikah. Can we understand how young she was? Yet Nabi Sam is so considerate of that fact that there is this age gap. One day in Medina Tayyibah, in the masjid, the Abyssinian boys... We playing, there was a certain game they would play with their spears and their armor. As they were playing, Aisha radiallahu saw it uh, an amusement and she wanted to see more. So Nabi Wasallam carried Aisha radiallahu anha. He carried her so she could see over the wall. She couldn't see over the wall. Nabi Wasallam carried her. Aisha radiallahu anha says, Khaddi ala khaddihi. My cheek was on his cheek, sallallahu alayhi wa Actually, my cheek is resting on him. And I'm looking at these people playing and they're doing some, some tricks with their armor, etc. Nabi Sam said, Dunakum ya bani arfadata. Oh, youngsters, continue. Play that, whatever you all are doing. And then Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa looks at Aisha radiallahu She says, Hatta idha malil tu. When I got tired, when I got tired, Nabi Sam said, Aisha, hasbuki, enough, you're satisfied, or you still want to see more? 
He says, Ya Rasulullah da'am, alhamdulillah, I saw enough, we can go. He says, okay, let's put her down and now we go back home. The first is the consideration of that age gap. He understood where she comes from. She's younger than me. I've passed that stage. I've passed it. She's passing it. So sometimes we've matured. The wife is much younger than us. We need to know how to deal with them. We need to understand that Nabi Sallallahu understood where she is coming from. She still got a taste for it. She still wants to do it. And Nabi Sallallahu said, allowed, no problem. But within the parameters of the Sharia, upholding the laws of Sharia, which means she was in Parda, Nabi Sallallahu took the scarf, he covered her, he veiled her, and he allowed her to see. Within the parameters of the Sharia, so again, Nabi Karim sallallahu alaihi wasallam taking out time to spend with his wives, taking out the time to spend with his wives. Such consideration after the battle of Khaybar, wallahu alam ji. After the battle of Khaybar, Nabi Karim sallallahu alaihi wasallam is returning now with Safiya radhiyallahu anha. This is his newlywed wife, Safiya radiallahu anha. So Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, uh, Safiya needs to mount the camel. So Nabi sallam goes down and he leaves one knee up. He actually leaves one knee up. And he says, oh Safiya, put your legs on my knee. You'll get some uh, some leverage or some height and you'll be able to climb onto the camel. So Safiya radiallahu anha, she understood that Nabi sallam is being loving, caring, considerate. He's given me his leg for me to step on. So Safiya radiallahu doesn't place the bottom of her foot. She doesn't put the bottom of her foot. She puts her knee on the Mubarak knee of Nabi sallallahu and climbs the camel. Mutual consideration for each other. That Nabi sallam had consideration for her and she had consideration for Nabi sallallahu The importance of husband and wife being on the same page. Considering each other's feelings. Considering each other, once Nabi Karim Sallallahu Alaihi in the house, there was, uh, there was no food. Nabi Sallallahu is going through extreme hunger. Aisha radiallahu anha is also ex- extreme hunger. And one day, Anas radiallahu anhu says that the neighbor was a Persian cook. Kana tayyib al-maraq. His gravy was very tasty. This Persian neighbor, his food was very lovely. So he comes to Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he says, Ya Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Dawood for you to come home. We prepared some meals. So Nabi Sam says, Wahabihi, and she also, meaning referring to Aisha radiallahu anha, this person says, no, just one person. So Nabi Sam said, La, if that's the case, I'm not coming for the Dawood. If my wife cannot come, I'm not coming. So the second time he says, Ya Rasulullah Sam, Dawood for you to come. Extending it one more time. So Nabi Sam says, Wahabihi, and my wife says, no, not for your wife. It's only for you. La, I'm not coming. The third time, he says, Ya Rasulullah, please come for the Dawood. Nabi Sam says, Wahadihi and my wife. What about her? He says, okay, come with your wife. He says, gee, I'm coming. Both of us are coming for the Dawood. Now, it doesn't mean the next time someone in the masjid comes and he says, Brother Mahfman, my son's uh, Walima, please come for it. You heard the Juma Bayan? Me only? No, no, no. Me, my wife, and the children. By how many children? Eleven children. <laughs> Who Kumbi Lord gonna come? I'm saying we don't have limited seats now. Here we're talking about that consideration that Nabi Sam had. Why there was reason for it? I'm going through hunger. The man wants to feed me. But what about my wife that's going through hunger? Must I eat and forget about her? You know, sometimes we go out and we do some things with the friends. And what about the bichari wife? What about the wife at home? 
you enjoying yourself, you've got some expensive hobby, you're spending your money nicely, and the moment to spend on the family, well hold on, we're very close to the budget for the month. Yet with the friends in there's no budget. Nabi Islam was considered most of his family. The friends were external circle. Inner circle was his closest family, was the wife. Unfortunately nowadays, unfortunately, it's so common a problem that the person is going sometimes twice, thrice a week. Eight o'clock, he has to drop off the children at school. Eight o'clock, he's at work. But the time he comes back, he knocks off at five, sometimes a little bit earlier. And then he comes home. He's only got limited hours at home. But he says he needs to go for soccer, pedal, whatever these new games are. And his one hour is the game. Fifteen minutes you have to go early. And then you still come few minutes later also. Fifteen minutes later, if it's cold, you have to have a coffee. If it's hot, you need to have a certain drink. To say, you know, because we worked out, so you have to have the certain energy drink. Two hours you're coming late. So when the wife makes a problem, you see what's happening? This is the only time I'm spending with friends. But what about the time for the family? Maybe some gave the time for his wife. He gave that considerable time for his wives. Important for us to have total consideration for our wives. Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa Jibreel alayhi salam comes. And Jibreel alayhi salatu wa salam comes to Nabi sallallahu alayhi salam and says, Oh Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi salam, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has sent revelation. You need to go to Baqi and make dua for the inmates and the people buried in Baqi. There's a requirement for dua. So Nabi sallallahu alayhi salam, that night, it was the turn of Aisha radiallahu anha. So Nabi Sam goes to the house, takes out his upper garment, takes out his Mubarak shoes, he leaves it one side, and he rests on the bed. There was an engagement of some talk. They spoke a little. Aisha radiallahu anha was tired. She turned to her side. Nabi Sam waited a little while, and he was under the impression that Aisha radiallahu anha slipped away. That's what Nabi Sam thought. So Nabi Sam very quietly, without causing any disturbance, puts on his upper garment, wears his shoes, and Nabi Sallallahu goes to Baqi, to the Qabrastan to make dua. Quietly Nabi Sam sneaks out of the house without any disturbance. Aisha radiallahu anha heard that there is movement. She says, wait, there's something happening over here. There's multiple wives. I'm a co-wife. My turn tonight. Where is Nabi Sam going? This is what's running through her mind. She also puts on her garments. Nabi Sam leaves the house. She peeps. She says, Nabi Sam is leaving. She follows Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Nabi Sam goes to the Qabrastan. From a distance, she is watching. Nabi Sam is standing long. He's making dua. Fa'atal al-qiyam. Linti dua Nabi Sam makes. After the dua, Nabi Sallallahu turns around and he's coming home. And Nabi Sam is walking, having a brisk walk back home because he needs to come back without wasting any time. It was revelation. So Nabi Sam fulfilled the command of Allah. And Aisha radiallahu is realizing Nabi Sallallahu is having a brisk walk. I need to quickly beat him. So she rushes home and she goes under the blanket, but she's got a heavy breath. So Nabi Sam said, Mahlan ya Aish. Now look at that again. Nabi Sam he has this pet name for her, Aish. He says, oh Aish, what's happening? You've got a heavy breath, you're breathing very heavily, something happened? He says, ah, no nothing, nothing, I'm just sleeping. He says, but why are you breathing heavy? So then Nabi Sam says, لَتُخْبِرِنِّي Oh Aisha, you have to tell me. If you don't tell me what happened, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will tell me. 
says, okay, Ya Rasulullah, this is what happened. And tell me the truth, because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will spell it out to me. He says, oh Nabi Sam, I really thought you going to another wife, so I followed you in your tracks. He says, okay Aisha, that's what, uh, you were really doubting me? Oh Aisha, no, no, I wouldn't do that. Allah and His Rasul Salasam will never oppress you. Tonight was your turn. Revelation came, I went to make dua. So Nabi Sam swept it under the carpet. It wasn't something major. It wasn't something very big. The importance of small things be remaining small. Don't make a mountain out of a small thing. It's a small thing, leave it small. Nabi Sam brushed it aside and understood this is natural. Sometimes when the wife has to SMS, example, you've gone out fishing. Salaamu Alaikum, where are you? Salaamu Alaikum, coming back? No, 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 the bite is good. Salaamu Alaikum again. The moment you come home, the rest of the friends, no one got SMSs. I'm the only one. What's wrong with you? Now you